0: Welcome into Attacking Third, the women's football show. We have a Packed, packed schedule for you today running through the latest news. We've got a U.S. women's national team roster that has dropped. We'll get an interview alongside Darian Jenkins, Jordan Angeli, and Aaron West. There has been a lot of news that is broken. Mainly, the U.S. women's national team has dropped their roster for their September friendlies. The U.S. will play against South Africa in a pair of friendlies. That will be September 21st and then the 26th. And Twila Kilgore, the interim head coach for the U.S., has named 27 a whopping 27 players to the roster Um, a a number of them that were on that World Cup team only two players that were at the World Cup and are not named to this roster Sophia Smith and uh, Christy Mewis due to injury they're not on this roster but uh, initial reactions Darian when you saw this roster which name stood out to you. Did I not say Jaden Shaw? Yeah, I made one for, actually two. I was right about the courage and Jaden
2: Shaw. Um, Yeah, I'm hyped to see her on the list. I think it's so deserved. And if we're really investing in the next generation and this new wave of the US women's national team, I think this is where to start with players like her who play like they're veterans. You don't think that she's 18, 19. Um, Mm -hmm. She plays like she's 26, 27, like she's been in the league for a long time and has played internationally. So I love that this is her first call-up, and I hope we get to see her play. I hope she gets some minutes. Yeah, I love that. I I
3: think it was in June when we were talking about who we would want to see on – on the podcast still in this world cup. And I said, I want Jaden Shaw. She would be my dark horse. Mm -hmm. I love that. She's in this roster. Eight goals in NWSL over her just over a year Mm -hmm. as a professional. She just joined San Diego just over a year ago. So I I love that she's on this roster. Um, Excited for me official to be in here. I'm, I'm really intrigued about Sam Coffey and we saw a different look from the U.S. in the last game. How will they utilize her? Will it be a double pivot? Will it be a single pivot? I think there's a lot of questions, but um, yeah, it's been, I think all of these players deserve being in, in the mix here. And why not now? Give them a shot to be with the team that you're, you're looking for.
4: Yeah, I think, especially for me, to see the, the two Chicago defenders get a, a call back into the yeah. team, They've been through a lot, I think, with this team, and they're both such quality players. I think they mm-hmm. deserve to be back in the team. Me official, I'm really excited to see with the full national team again. She's had a really, really interesting path, taking a path that a lot of American players don't take. And then, obviously... Jaden Shaw. Yes. Stole my answer. <laughs> Both of you guys stole my, stole my answer. When, when the Wave came to play against Gotham, she stepped on the pitch and immediately changed the oh, game. Oh, yeah. Been in the uh, first
2: minute, right? Yeah. Literally it, the first minute she came she on. She literally stepped she on the pitch
4: and changed the game. Had a beautiful through ball assist. I took her side after the game. I was like, you, guys, you just destroyed us, but I just want you to know it is such a pleasure to watch you yeah. play. Mm-hmm. I think she has such a bright future. I think we need to protect her at all costs because yeah. she yes. could be the centerpiece of this national team, I think, for years to come.
3: And and mul- she can play multiple positions, yeah. too, which yeah. is really intriguing. She can be a 10. She can be she can play out wide. I think she could even be a target,
0: nine. Yeah. yeah. She Woo! does a lot. Jaden Shaw does so much, not only for San Diego Wave, but at the U.S. youth level. She yeah. was the 2022 U.S. Soccer Youth Female Player of the Year. Now she gets her first senior national team call-up. We're excited to see her excel Let's stay in the NWSL, in the States, because there has been some some contract news coming out of the NWSL. Forward Katie Stengel, who has been on loan with Gotham FC from Liverpool, she has signed with Gotham. She's not going back to England, and she will be with New Jersey, New York until 2025. Additionally, um, out of OL reign, Jess Fishlock, the Welsh, Welsh international. She has opted on her contract extension she'll be with ol Reign for another year that this now will mark her 13th year in the nwsl That's which awesome. is bonkers it is just bonkers aaron when you think of ol Reign, you can't not think of of jess fishlock yeah they are retiring megan Rapino. how does jess fishlock continue on the legacy through next year and why is it such a good idea for them to keep her around
4: it's, it's funny as you were talking about jess fishlock i was like it feels like she has been around for so long I and mean, then you yeah. said 13 years and it makes perfect <laughs> sense because <laughs> She's just, when you think of this team, you think Jess Fishlock, such a linchpin. The quality of play has been so high. She sets the standards so high. She's such a fiery competitor. She, you can see she drives everyone around her just to be great. And she's such a, just a, a, a wonderful player for the NWSL and, and has been so good for so long.
0: Jordan, for Katie Stengel to stick around at Gotham FC, this is a Gotham side that also just signed World Cup champion Esther Gonzalez two forwards. How do they differ on the pitch and why would Gotham want both of them?
3: It's a good question because it, it feels strange to sign another number nine or to extend, not, not even extend the loan, sign a new contract for Katie Stengel. But she's done well, four games, two goals in NWSL regular season, so she's made her impact. She is a poacher. I would call Katie Stengel a good target forward, but when she is in and around the box, she knows where the next play is coming, whether it's off of a cross or if it is a deflection. She just finds herself in really good pockets. So I think they can occupy different roles within the squad, Esther Gonzalez. I think the way that this Gotham team plays could be your starting player. You can bring Stegel in if you need to go to two players up front. Juan Carlos Amoros is not afraid to switch things up, and that goes with who he plays and then what position they play. Uh, it gives you different looks at mm-hmm. the nine, which I think is something that they, they like, and she's done a good job. So kudos to her for sticking
0: around. Yeah, yeah making herself known the Liverpool native yes. will be sticking around in the States. Let's switch gears here. We're talking about the game. Let's go virtual. Why not? Because EAFC 24 has released their player ratings. This has been the talk of the town, from adding NWSL and female players to getting their ratings up. As we take a look at the top 24 player ratings, and these are the top 10 females. Alex Morgan, the only U.S. international to crack that top 24. Uh, all right, Darian, you're a gamer. How right accurate here. are these ratings? Everyone should have like four more points. But <laughs> who, am I
2: to say? who am I to say? I think it's great. Um, yeah, I, I love that these players are getting the nods of such a high rating because they're leading women's football around the world. Um, I wish there was, I wish Sophia Smith was on there. I think she Ooh. deserved to be up there. I really do. I think how she's performed for club and country, her name should definitely be up there. I know Especially nothing about pop. gaming, and so <laughs> I
3: was going to opt out of this. But for me, Aaron, it feels kind of surprising just how typically players are rated that Beaumati was the second highest rated player. I rate her very high, but mm-hmm. when it comes to video games, it seems like sometimes that's not, you don't see the full package. You see speed, or you see goal scoring, yeah. or you don't see the pa- passing stats. That's a pretty good rating
1: for her.
4: I, I think deserve it as well. Yes. I, and, and the interesting thing about FIFA ratings is that every single year they come out, and Inevitably, at least three or four, everyone's like, what's going on there? (laughs) Yeah, I think they do it on purpose just to get us talking about it. So there creates a little bit more buzz around the game. Mm -hmm. Also, some of them are in general lower (laughs) because throughout the game, you get performance, especially in everything so geared towards ultimate team. Like yeah. You get like performance rated cards, and if you start them too high, then they have nowhere to go. Yeah. And then if you know players are as good as Bomati or as some, uh, Sam Kerr, who's going to get a team of the week cards, you can't start her at 99 because then she'll, stu- she'll just be a star. She'll
0: max out. <laughs> okay, Aaron, so when you're playing FIFA, who, which, who's your go-to player that you want to be?
4: Um, so I play ultimate team very, very, very heavily. I'm like Mildly addicted to it. Mildly may be the operative word. (laughs) Uh, So usually I I, I take I like a pick uh, a mix of of players I like in real life, and then just players who are super meta in the game. This is the first year that both men and women mm-hmm. will be in Ultimate Team, mm-hmm. and I have a feeling based on previous metas that a lot of these female players will be super meta. And I'm gonna be banging a lot of goals with Sam Kerr Ooh. and a few of these other players. And I think mm. a lot of you guys are gonna be super mad at me because I'm gonna celebrate every single one. <laughs> <laughs> All right,
0: game on. We'll see what we can do. Get a game going between yeah. you and Darius. I Come love that. Day. We oh need set. a segment where we just cool. play <laughs> Ultimate Team. Oh, that I'm would be you. so fun, uh, Jordan. I, we can just, like, commentate on it and yeah, have you fun. You guys can eat eat be the game announcer. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about <laughs> you can call the game together. <laughs> <laughs> well, coming up next, we are going to welcome in Sandra Herrera, our very own, to chat about the USWNT roster against South Africa, South Africa for their upcoming friendlies.
1: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you.
0: Welcome back to Attacking Third. We are pleased to welcome in our CBS Sports reporter, Sandra Herrera, to chat some USWNT roster. Sandra, welcome in.
5: Happy to be here, y'all.
0: Always happy to have you. US. Uh, interim head coach Twyla Kilgore has named 27 players to the U S roster for their September friendlies against South Africa. A couple of new names slotted in here for this U S side of the, the players that were on the bubble to make the world cup roster, Sam coffee, Ashley hatch, Casey Krueger, Tierna Davidson, which player are you most excited to see back on this list?
5: Oh gosh. Of the bubble players. I I think it's an, that's an interesting framing. I would consider uh, a couple of those players actually within the pool and maybe coffee was maybe one of those players on the bubble for me, where Davidson Kruger are players who have been with this national team, uh, have won world cups, have, been on the Olympic podium and those to me are players firmly in the pool. I think coffee was always a player that was sort of in and out. So I'm very, very excited to see her inclusion back on this roster. I think it's coming at a very crucial time with the celebratory games in place, uh, saying farewell to Julie Ertz and what she has meant to this team and this program, specifically in that defensive mid role. And it seems to be an area in which uh, this team is going to need to figure out some additional answers uh, alongside Andy Sullivan moving forward.
4: Sandra, Mia Fischel has taken a a pretty interesting path in her career. Uh, What are we looking to see from her in, in these couple matches?
5: Uh, Another player that I was really hyped to sort of see on this large 27 player roster. I think we're going to hopefully get a chance to A, see some minutes for this player over the course of these uh, next two friendlies against South Africa. This isn't her first call up, just her second, but there's a potential for this player to finally get some minutes with the senior national team Uh, among the couple of players who are not playing in NWSL right now, perhaps in preseason form. But I don't think that matters. This is a player that has shown that she can be lethal. In front of goal. And I think that that's something that fans are looking for, the general public are looking for, thought was lacking out of that uh, recent World Cup performance for this United States national team. They want to see someone that just constantly, constantly can be a threat in front of goal. And that's what she's going to provide. I think that is also going missing a little bit for me in her inclusion on this roster, sort of how she got here. And I don't think that should, we should leave that behind, the fact that she kind of put together this body of work over the course of the last couple of seasons while playing in mexico with tigres femenil scoring a ton of goals winning the golden boot almost 40 goals over the last two seasons for her while she was in mexico playing out Monterrey with tigres so i like that she's finally getting a look i think folks have wanted that for quite some time so now it's just a matter of figuring out how she's going to fit in this program moving forward
2: sandra go bruins shout out me officials so happy she's on this roster We've all been fangirling over Jaden Shaw for the last year that she's been in the league. How do you see her fitting into this U.S. women's national team squad, and in what position?
5: I like her out wide. I know some folks might might disagree with that, but I'm also— trying to see out of these next couple games uh, where she's going to lie within the structure of this team moving forward. I think Jordan and I have had tons of conversations about Shaw in the past and how a player like her can kind of help open and unlock some things for this team moving forward. But this is the opportunity, right? I think that's what we were also looking um, for when this roster eventually dropped. We knew that Sophia Smith had picked up uh, an untimely injury, so she likely would be unavailable for this window of game. So who's going to come in and maybe try to slot and be uh, one other one of those options along the attacking line? And I think that's Mia Fish, or excuse me, that's Jaden Shaw. I like what she's been doing with San Diego, a player that already has five goals this season in just her sophomore year with uh, with the Wave, someone that they want to build with moving forward, sign that new uh, extended contract with this team. So the 18-year-old has a very bright future in front of her, and I think this is a very transitional time right now for this program. So it's not make or break, but I think it is going to be a really good opportunity if you are a newer face or newer name within this roster to try to make a little bit of a case for yourself.
3: I want to go back, Sandra, because you're talking about Sam Coffey. And the, the interesting thing about this U.S. Women's National Team is really how are they going to proceed forward? What is the structure of this team going to look like? Because we saw them mostly playing with a single pivot. But when they adapted and played two players next to each other in that double pivot in the last game of the World Cup, they looked better. You were just mentioning Sam Coffey. She plays alone in that single pivot. Is that a place where you think she can play at the national team level? Does she need someone beside her? And if so, this is a crowded midfield. How do you get all of these really good players on the field to figure that out?
5: Yeah, massive undertaking for the next head coach for sure. I'm I'm a little curious, especially coming off of this recent press conference with interim head coach Twila Kilgore. And I asked her, and I said, "What what can we expect to see from this team over these next couple of friendlies?" And she just kind of said, "Yes, we're going to have the players playing within a structure. We're going to allow them to be free. So what does what does that actually mean, and what is it going to look like?" There's also a lot from this team to take out of that final game against Sweden. Kilgore again saying that. They really liked the performance that they had coming out of that round of 16 exit. They thought it was some of their best soccer that they had played. Are we going to see a little bit more of that dual pivot? And is there a place for for Sam Coffee in that role? I think that remains to be seen. We don't see that too much uh, in in Portland, but I think that is going to be a bit of a takeaway out of these next two friendlies as well. If they do present a bit of a dual pivot again, can Coffee operate in those pockets and in that and in that position?
4: Now, Sandra, Ashley Hatch is a player who will have been massively disappointed to miss out on the World Cup. She's got nine goals this season. She's back in the team. What are we looking for from her?
5: goals, right? I think not for nothing, we're, we're looking at uh, coming out of this world cup exit. A lot of folks wondering if leaving her off the roster was the right move, uh, you know, in light of the most famous nine in the world, the center forward in the world, probably in Alex Morgan, who didn't come away with as many goals as she did in that 2019 world cup. So maybe they're looking to hatch, to try to fulfill that role a little bit more. I think they were, they were probably targeting her as probably a depth player coming off of the bench going into the world cup. But ultimately they rolled the, the Andonofsky rolled with the 23 that he rolled with in, in Australia and New Zealand. Now, maybe this is an opportunity for this player to get a start and build over the course of the 90 minutes, which I think we possibly, some of us can all agree that as she hatches, a bit of a 90-minute player, maybe sometimes needs the the longer course of, of a game to sort of get going as opposed to coming off of the pet bench and providing that immediate impact. So within these games against South Africa, I think if she does get minutes, I think it might, she might be best utilized as a, in a start over coming off of the bench.
2: Sandra, I can't help but miss some players that I think deserve to be called into another camp. So top of my mind, Midge Purse, Jenna Nyswonger, are there any other players that are, you know, you've been thinking about that deserve that call up especially leading up to this Olympic year?
5: Yeah, for sure. I think it's really interesting um, hearing some of the recent comments from U.S. Sporting Director uh, Matt Crocker just the other night talking about this next phase for the U.S. Women's National Team uh, head coach search uh, and kind of putting some timeline on things, putting some deadlines on things. And I think maybe hinting at the possibility that there is going to be one of those December ID camps again. There hasn't been one of those in quite some time. I think the last time the U.S. team had an actual ID camp was when uh, Andonovsky took took over back in 2019. It's a much, much later camp ahead of the infamous January camps and usually post fall friendlies. And I think the the first friendlies coming out of this World Cup, we kind of knew the roster would have been a huge chunk of that 2023 World Cup roster, sort of a celebra- uh, celebratory pair of friendlies. So maybe there wasn't going to be a lot of opportunity to see a ton of new players in this window. I think it, that's part of why it's so exciting to have Fischl and to have Shaw and to have Coffee back in the mix. In this one, uh, but I think maybe even as early as October, we could possibly see some some more new names. But definitely targeting that December window if there is an ID camp, I think we can expect to see uh, more of your NWSL regulars, potentially even some more collegiate players as well. Typically, when there has been an ID camp, it has often been those categories of players, not so much your very uh, veteran senior national team players at the course of, of that international window. So depending on how some of these players close out their regular seasons. I wouldn't be shocked to see a Jenna Neishvang, or even I would love to see a Messiah Bright in this mix as well. If she continues to have the rookie season that she's having uh, within that December ID camp.
3: I'm curious why we haven't talked about defenders yet. I I feel like Sandra, this is what you like to talk about is defenders. I know it's attacking third, but you love yourself some defenders. So we're going to go there right now. Uh, We didn't see Alana cook play at the world cup. She's, she's in this roster Tierna Davidson is also in this roster, who's had a really nice um, return year from an ACL. It's taken her some time, but I think she's actually progressed quite nicely and deserves to be in this roster. If you're looking at combinations at that center-back pairing, what do you think could fit best for this team, and what would you like to see? We could potentially see Julie Ertz for the the first or maybe two halves of that first game. Uh, But looking forward, what are your ideal center-back pairings?
5: I would love to to see uh, another look at uh, Cook and Davidson. I feel like uh, a part of Cook's rise over the last two years or so leading up to that World Cup was... Part of it was the fact that A, she's good at her position, understands the role, but she was also the really the healthiest option for this national team moving forward with kind of this uh, rotating cast of center backs who kind of had to deal with injuries. We saw what it meant for an icon in, in Becky Sauerbrunn and ultimately in Tilda Davidson as well. She had to work her way back from an ACL. Uh, Abby Dahlkemper included in that equation as well. And Alana Cook kind of really rose to the moment. And then we also had another young player in Naomi Gurma do that as well. So with players kind of returning to form uh getting healthy again i wouldn't mind maybe revisiting that partnership between cook and between davidson especially as maybe naomi girma is also working her way uh, back from a pretty grueling uh, world cup one of I think it was a handful of players to have actually played every single minute during the world cup. And that's a little bit grueling sometimes to come back from your first one. So maybe this is an opportunity to kind of spread some of those minutes around. And I wouldn't, I uh, wouldn't hate the idea of revisiting cook and Davidson along uh, alongside each other again.
3: I like that. But if we have cook Davidson and Gurma all healthy, I'm still going to go for it. You guys, I think this team should play in a three back. I think that I like it. there should, there could be an iteration yep. of a three-four-two-one where you've got an inverted winger on one side, a winger on the other. I think you could work with some really interesting looks. Out of a three-back, those are your
0: three center backs. Jordan, they're looking for a head coach. You want to sign up? Apply. <laughs> I'll see you Apply. guys later. <laughs> 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 this will be the last time that fans can get a glimpse at Megan Rapinoe and Julie Ertz. as Julie Yurts is retiring from the game. And Megan Rapinoe, she will finish out her club season with O.L. Reign, but this will be the last time we see her at the international level. Sandra, thank you so much, as always, for your insight. Next, we're talking to Jamaican international defender, Kanya Plummer didn't get you excited. I know exactly what will. Kanya Plummer herself, the T-Grace defender and the Jamaican international. Kanya, we are so excited to welcome you in today. Thank you so much for being here. How are you?
6: Thank you for having me. I'm
0: great. I'm doing good. Kanya, you and this Jamaican women's national team are coming off of an incredibly historic World Cup run, advancing to the round of 16, making history. During this World Cup, what was the catalyst for you and, and your team to be so successful?
6: Honestly, we just go there um, and do our best. Um, there's, We have faced a lot of adversities, and I think that's something that motivates us even more. And for me, I was like, just coming from... Back from having a baby, I'm going to support my team as best as I can. I know I didn't get a lot of minutes, but just being there, work hard to get in the position that I am. I'm just grateful and just happy that it all went the way I wanted to.
3: Kanya, I've known Lauren Donaldson since I was um, probably knee-high. So for a long time, he was your guys' coach during the World Cup. You guys have been through a lot of coaches, but Lauren Donaldson seemed to have really struck a chord with you guys. Did you guys give him some grief for that cartwheel? Because that wasn't a cartwheel. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
6: Even though I'm laughing, um, it's just just amazing um, just to see him go out there and just be young. Um, yeah. It was just great to see that we could give him that happiness.
2: A little bit of that Jamaican spirit, huh? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Kanya, um, you have had so much success coming out of this World Cup, and the world rallied behind you, and we were cheering you all on the entire tournament. Uh, Andre Blake of the Jamaican men's national team is quoted saying, "The girls have set the standard, and the boys need to get there." After hearing that and experiencing the success of the World Cup, how have you seen the growth since your return?
6: Honestly, um, I haven't seen much growth as yet, but it's a big achievement and we're happy. So I think just moving on forward, we just want to see things get better. Kanya, where
0: do you want to see the growth, specifically in Jamaica, wh- whether it's with youth or domestically, where do you want to see the growth of, of the women's game?
6: I think all around the board, it can be better. And specifically, um, I would say we, there's not a, a lot of young kids down there that it's going to move in the right footstep. I don't see it. And I'm, I know there's other that agree with me and – I think there's more things that can be done to help the younger generation. Right when you answered that, Kanya, you
3: had a deep breath. It felt we could feel that this is a challenging subject, mm-hmm. right? You, you guys just did, did something. Uh,
6: I, ahead,
3: sorry. Oh, I was going to say you've done something that you've never been able to achieve before. And the whole world was watching. And yet you can't get Jamaica to watch. How do you, How do you handle that as a person from Jamaica, as a player for this team? That seems like a lot to try to weigh both sides of things.
6: Yeah, I mean, my family wanted to watch a game and there's not a lot of outlets to do so. And we are making a lot of stride in the women part of football and there's not a lot of people meeting us there. In, as I said before, in every aspect, we can get better. And the first step of going that is make we are already creating the platform, but there's not a lot of outlet to cover it. So younger kids, back then, like before I started playing football, I didn't really have a female role model. And we are giving our Jamaican younger generation this opportunity to see and, and just learn, basically, and it's not... It's not going as fast as we want it to. Mm-hmm.
4: Now, Kanye, yours is a story of of perseverance, determination. You didn't pick up a football until you were 14. The boys wouldn't let you play. You've come back from being a mother to to play for your national team, for your club team. What is it that drives you personally?
6: thing that drives me personally, I always tell the story I was on the sideline. Um, it was my soccer ball. And they were like, oh, you're not good enough, so we'll borrow the ball and you stay. So I was on the sideline braiding here, like, well, braiding the grass, because I'm like, it's my ball and I want them to play. And eventually one day I would play, but the feeling of just sitting on the sideline watching them play so passionate, and I didn't get to play, I think that motivated me the most. I went, I trained, I went to the beach, I ran, I do everything I could, and just, I don't want to be sitting on the sideline. So that's what motivated me, and... It it over the years but it's the same thing the same thing inside but just having a baby and knowing that I have to make my baby proud. So that's something else that motivates me right now. Love it. That
0: is so inspirational, Kanye, and you took that dream that you had as a little girl and, and not settling for sitting on the sidelines and you took it all the way to the World Cup not once but twice. You did it in 2019 with Jamaica and you captained that Jamaican squad at their first ever World Cup. You were the youngest captain at the World Cup that year in 2019. Looking at yourself as a leader, what qualities do you do you impress and do you have that you give out to your teammates?
6: I think I have positivity, and there's times, a lot of times, things are not going to go your way, but it's all you move on from that. And if you can't lead from the front, you cannot lead from the back. At the end of the day, you have to listen to everyone because everyone's opinion matters, and you have to just weigh the options and just be the teammate you want. And so I think just for me, I just go there and be myself and work hard so I can motivate the team. Yeah. Kanye,
3: you now have a little piece of you that lives outside your body, a little baby boy, which is a part of your life. Yes. And I think it is incredible to watch mothers after giving birth, come back and play the game again. You didn't just come back, but you made another World Cup team. How did having a son change your perspective about the game, but also help you stay driven in a different way?
6: Honestly, it was hard. Like the transition of not playing, then you're getting, gaining weight. And then you're starting to realize it's not about you anymore. You have someone, you bring in someone. And then, then I shift like everything, everything shift. At one point I wanted to give up. I was like, this is too hard. Honestly, I didn't have the support I know I could have had. So that was the hard part, just going one day at a time and trying to stay positive. When I had the baby, then coming, I had a C-section. So, and the doctors were, oh, you should rest at least two years. I was like, I don't have two years. I'm, I don't have two years. So I know, even though they're saying I can't, I know I can. So then I was like, I'm going to just go off how I feel. And there's a point when I'm, I was like, I'm done. I started like, or am I going to look job and use my college degree? And I tried volunteering at my primary school like two weeks. I was like, this is not for me. So I said I would just go and train because either we have to sit at home. So that's when I started training. And then to me, now the girls qualify, I was like, actually, this is a positive. This is something I can look forward to. So when I started training more intense and like, start monitoring like my wound I'm like sorry I'm saying that I'm like but and honestly it was hard and I just have to keep focusing and just find what's best for me and the baby and coming back to football was the best and I was motivated by the team that qualified for the World Cup that's when I saw opportunity to get better like this is something I can look forward to and train hard to. Th-
3: thanks for being real I think y- yeah. you was just saying those things, people don't realize how difficult that is, especially a C-section. That is incredible. Mm-hmm. I mean, I already had kudos to you, but congratulations. What what a recovery and a comeback and getting to do what you love again.
2: Yeah. Kanya, coming back, being a mom, such an incredible story. You're such a warrior. How can the Federation best support moms that are coming back to play?
6: Ah. Uh. I really haven't even figured out how oh, they're gonna help people. But um for me, I think oh, I really I haven't think about it because you know when you know how oh, a certain thing is, you don't really question it. It's just that's how it is and that's how it always be. But that's a good question. I haven't think about it. But <laughs> well well during that time I realized um There's two people I will always look out for. A situation I I will always look out for is a pregnant mom and birthdays. Because during that pregnant and birthday, I was the saddest those those times. There wasn't a lot of people looking out for me. And I was like, okay, from now on, I'm going to always cherish um, a pregnant mom. Because there's so much emotion going on and not a lot of people understand. And... While going through it, I'm like, OK, the JF Sorry, I really don't want to talk about this <laughs> But honestly, there's a lot can be done. And I've been talking to Sheena. She had three kids. Mm-hmm. And during the time, her and I was pregnant. And she's the one I could look to the most. That's great.
4: Now, Kanye, tell me about playing for Tigres. Clearly, they're taking women's football seriously. I know it's difficult to play in that altitude, but tell me about the atmosphere in terms of the crowds and the people you're playing in front of.
6: The crowd is amazing. The first first game I watched, I'm like, these people love the game. You can tell how passionate they are, and it's just a great environment to be in. And after coming back, I know I was at the World Cup. Um, I didn't get minutes, but I was there. But coming to Tigres, I was on the bench and I get 10 minutes and just the feeling of it. The crowd is so welcoming. Everyone is so nice. And it's just a positive environment to be in and how friendly everyone is. Well, Kanye,
0: thank you so much for joining us. This was so insightful. Thank you.
4: Really appreciate you.
0: Well, we're going to take a break. Coming up next, we're going to take a look at the international window coming up and pick out our favorite games to watch. We'll be right back.
1: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
0: Here's a look at just a handful of the international matches coming up the FIFA window between September 21st and 26th. The United States will take on South Africa. Mexico will play Puerto Rico, Haiti against Costa Rica. Those are your CONCACAF teams along with Jamaica and Canada. Japan and Argentina will play on September 22nd. Uh, Lots of matches happening. Olympic qualifiers, there's a lot on the line in a lot of these situations. Jordan, when you take a look at that schedule, who you got your eye on? Well, that's where I'm going. It's not just because we
3: had a Jamaican on the show today, but I think that Jamaica-Canada game is going to be really interesting. These teams are just over a month away from being out of the World Cup, which is wild that they're already playing such prevalent matches when it comes to Olympic qualifiers. So can Jamaica come with that same kind of intensity, cohesion that we saw and can this Canadian side show us what they thought they could prove in the World Cup, which is they are a really good team. Well, we didn't see that then. They're going to need to have a good performance. The first game, it's a its a back-to-back game mm-hmm. for qualifying. So they'll be in Kingston on September 22nd, back in Canada on the 26th. Ooh. These are going to be really
0: important games. Mm-hmm. Paris Olympics on the line for yes. that match, for sure. All right, Aaron, what about you?
4: Uh, I think – I am so intrigued by this Japan team. We just saw a couple of their young players in the Challenge Cup final, but their match against Argentina. Argentina had a really, really poor World Cup. But I looked at I looked at the match and I was like, Ooh, I, I can't wait to watch Arge- uh, Japan play. And then I saw the time and I was like, Levin, i I'm gonna record it. <laughs> <laughs> But, yeah, we'll be watching it just probably a little bit later.
0: Yeah. <laughs> hey, that's right. You can still watch the game on yeah, replay. It yeah. still counts. That's just it. stay off Twitter.
4: Yeah, just not on Twitter. Just record it later. Get, especially Scout. you can see every single play of it. Oh, I'll, I'll make sure I, I get yeah. everything going. All right, I'll Darian. Yeah.
2: I am like, really excited to watch France and Portugal. I think it's a good matchup. We didn't see the best of France in the World Cup, and I think with this coaching change with Hervé Renard, it's just the beginning of a new team. And I think them not having the pressure or this – uh, tense relationship with a coach anymore is going to be really liberating for these players to come in and just do what they know how to do, which is that football we love to see from this team. And then with Portugal, got their World Cup debut, and I think they're just building, they're going to build, and they have such attacking prowess that. It's going to be a good matchup, and I hope that this is the beginning of Portugal really being mm-hmm. in all of these major tournaments and competing at the highest level.
0: Yeah. So that's the game I'm really, really keen to see. I like that one, too. I am sticking in Nations League. Uh, for me, the Netherlands against England. This is the matchup that has had some ups and downs, 1-1-1 one, one, one in their most three recent games. The last time they played was June of 2022. The Netherlands scored first, and then England came back with five. Now, this is a t- Two sides that got knocked out of the World Cup, both by Spain. Netherlands in the quarterfinals and then the final for England. So I'm excited for that matchup. That'll be September 26th for these two sides. A lot on the line for them as well. Well, there's plenty to watch throughout the international break. We want to hear from you. What games are you watching? Hit us up on social at Attacking Third and let us know which games you'll be following. Thanks so much for joining us today. We will be back on Friday with more Attacking Third. See you then.